and welcome to an Agent Provocateur episode of Whoa. We Only Look Thin. I am your host, Donald Weigel. I am one of your hosts, Donald Weigel, and I have lost... <laughs> I, I am two of your hosts. I am two of your hosts, Donald Weigel, and I have lost about 100 pounds. And with me, as always, is... Catherine Weigel. And uh, I'm sad to say, I'm not actually sure what that... The, the thing that you said that we were was the agent provocateur. Agent thing. provocateur. I don't know what that means. Yeah, well, it uh, in this case, our episode, we are going to talk about sabotage today. Oh, we are. And an agent provocateur is, uh, I'm glad you asked this oh. question. <laughs> <laughs> Webster's agent, Dictionary, define we- agent provocateur as... <laughs> exactly. This is my, my uh, high school graduation speech. Um, an agent provocateur is somebody who, who gets others to commit crimes... Oh. On their behalf. And we are going to talk about sabotage. And uh, I was trying to look up like punny episode titles like things. And I, for some reason, thought there was an album called Agent Saboteur, and Mm -hmm. it turned out it's Agent Provocateur. Ooh, who's the band? Um, I forgot. This is a great episode, you guys. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. This is how it goes. We just kind of tether it all together with uh, yeah. references that we're not really sure of. So this is this is kind of the way it goes. Yeah, so I'll put it in the show notes. Sure. Um, so uh, anyway, um, I, I just thought... You know, it turns out that the in this case, the actual oh, agent provocateur is ourselves. Oh my gosh, that's basically every <laughs> single episode. In the, the monsters ending, are people. The, the monsters, monsters are, people, are people. The provocateurs yeah. are the people. But yeah. uh, we've done episodes on sabotage before, haven't we, Donald? We certainly have, um, and uh, we are going to do another one. We are. This is going to happen. Well, here's the thing. Oddly enough, we have done, uh, at this point, over 200 episodes. It's true, over 200. We have talked about so many things, and guess what? We're going to talk about them again, because even we forget. I was listening to uh, Children of the Candy Corn the other day. Yeah. Fun title. Fantastic fun episode. episode from way, way back in October. In October. And uh, I was listening to it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. We <laughs> say so many things that I forget. Uh, there are things that come up that I'm like, wow. I should really pay some attention to my own advice or write it down somewhere because uh, the hits just keep coming. But uh, we have talked about sabotage before. And guess what? We used to blame everything on everyone else. And we never took responsibility for anything, did we? Yes, we never did. And with Thanksgiving right around the corner, uh, I know we just did our uh, a holiday sort of refresher episode. But with Thanksgiving right around the corner, we thought it would be a great idea to bring self-sabotage front and center because this is a prime time for sabotaging yourself uh, in this holiday season that is barreling down upon us. People oftentimes um, choose, whether they know it or not, they choose to sabotage themselves because they, you know, I used to do it all the time because I didn't actually want to face the fact that I needed to put in some work and some effort to maintain my health and fitness. So 
I would sabotage myself constantly, sometimes knowingly, sometimes unknowingly, but all to devastating results. Yeah, we devastated results for over 40 years. (laughs) And I honestly didn't think I had a choice in my life. I thought everything was kind of laid out for me. It was genetics. It was circumstance. It was the people around me. And I didn't think I had any agency in my own life. Uh, But uh, Donald lovely, amazing husband, Donald Michael. Oh, Michael. thank you. Sometimes he goes to someplace called the interweb. Yeah. And the interweb has uh, words on it, and some of them are helpful. Some and of this them is are no helpful. different. <laughs> well, I, I oftentimes, when we're talking about a topic, I'll know what I want to say, but I oftentimes would like to see what experts on the topic have also said. Like, I know what things have worked for me and, and what things, you know, but there are sometimes like right now when I'd like to convey information (laughs) and the words aren't coming to me right. So I like to um, look and see what experts have talked about. So um, a couple of episodes ago, talked about a a, a woman named Alice Boyce or Boyce, uh, Dr. Boyce, um, who had some articles in Psychology Today. And um, I came across another one, and this article in particular is about self-sabotage. It's 30 types of self-sabotage and what to do about it. And this, you know, it wasn't exactly related to what we were talking about before with the Children of the Candy Corn and the Werewolves of Funyun um, episodes, but this article really, I started reading it, and I was like, oh my goodness, like this is and was me and you know i felt very attacked and also (laughs) i felt like well this would be a great opportunity to go through uh some of these and and really talk about how i used to self-sabotage how Catherine used to self-sabotage how we still do self-sabotage and give some insight into you the listener to perhaps maybe uh, break yourself of self-sabotaging. Yeah, and uh, Donald just mentioned 30 ways. We are not going to talk about all 30 ways right now. We are just going to go through uh, the first section of it cuz there's a lot to untangle a here. Lot. So much to untangle. Uh but uh we might break this into hundreds of episodes. We don't yeah. even know how many. So we're not even going to say this is part 1 of a two part whatever cuz we we don't know what we're doing. It's we're 30 just- types of self-sabotage and we're going to do one episode for each type of self-sabotage <laughs> yeah, and just... then we're going to revisit each one yeah, <laughs> so already... for the next year it will only be self-sabotage episodes but here's the thing on this episode everyone dear listener uh this is an interactive not a call and repeat uh but it's it's definitely <laughs> you know get out a pen and a, and a pencil uh something to scribble something down on because this is actually we're gonna do some ratings we're yeah. going to rate ourselves. When we say, Heidi, 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 ho, you sing, Heidi, 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 ho, <laughs> wherever you are right now. Tastes great. Yeah, less filling. <laughs> there we go. Um, it's dividing our nation. It's yeah. still a topic that just troubles everyone. Yeah, no, uh, you got you got to pick a side. You're either with me or against me. Yeah. Tastes great or less filling. <laughs> but here's the thing. So we're going to ask you to actually participate in this because when we are when we actually analyze our behaviors, it's great. It's great to listen to a podcast. It's so great. Keep doing it. But we can let content fill our brains. But unless we start actually doing something about it by really analyzing our current actions, it's just content. It's not actually participating. It's not practicing new behaviors. So in this, uh, in this article, the, uh, the writer talks about actually doing a rating system for yourself. Uh, one being it's not a problem at all. And seven being, oh boy. 
Howdy doody, it is a big problem. Yeah, now I don't know why it's not one to ten. I don't know why it's one to seven. But well, because nobody <laughs> ever actually gives themselves a ten. Like, oh yeah, even that's they, a good they say point. In marketing, it's like no one ever goes for the ten; they go for the nine. So I say seven. I like prime numbers. Seven's a good place to 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 lead off on. I didn't know this. What other secrets is marketing keeping from us? They're not. There's like a whole studies on it and they oh, talk okay. about it all the time. Oh, so the information's out there. Yeah, it's out there. Okay. But good. uh but honestly, please participate in this one. Uh write down your answers uh because we're also going to give you some solutions to the sabotage. Yes, indeed. Uh, you know, I think you're a 10 though. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Not a, not well, I'm a New Jersey 10. <laughs> a New Jersey 10. <laughs> California, I'm like a five, six. With the masks, I'm probably like an eight. No, you're Nobody always a ten. Tell. You're always a ten. Thanks. Um, so yeah. Um, so as we read each one of these, uh, we're going to do. Uh, we're going to start with uh, ways you self sabotage when you are approaching change. Uh, we're going to start with that. And as we read each one of these, think about how you would rate yourself. One is this is not a problem for me. Seven is, oh boy. What what did I say? Oh, oh boy, howdy doody. Oh boy, howdy doody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. la di da di da di da Okay, so the first one is, you expect yourself to succeed in making life changes without designated any time or mental space to accomplish them. Okay, the next one. You see your capacity to change as being dependent on other people's behavior. For example, you'd exercise more or make better spending choices if your spouse was more supportive and on board. The next one is, you're a perfectionist who is dismissive of incremental improvements and you're only satisfied when 100% of a problem is fixed. This one is, uh, that one is sort of a personal crusade of mine. <laughs> You're too busy chasing cows to build fences. You're too busy to come up with a process or systems that would help you better manage your time. This woman is attacking us. Did we say yeah. who the who the author was? Yeah, yeah, Dr. Alice Boyce or Boyce, uh, PhD. Um, and uh, she actually has several books out. I think I, uh, after reading a few of these articles, I think I might have to actually uh, read one of her books soon. Um, I've added them to my Audible wish list already. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, okay, so I don't so, forget. So have you, uh, dear listener, have you come up with your ones, two, sevens, question mark? Why am I saying, you know what, I'm so used to talking to Siri that I like put in <laughs> question marks. Sorry about that. I don't have to say that. You can you can fix it in post. Okay, so now we're going to go back and repeat all of those. And uh, we're going to insert our experiences and maybe some solutions for you. All right, so what was the first one again, dear? You expect yourself to succeed in making life changes without designating any time or mental space to accomplish them. Yeah, and and I do still do this all the time, but I used to really do it. When it comes to uh, weight loss and fitness, I almost feel like there's there's two different categories in this. When it comes to weight loss and fitness, which I have made a huge priority in my life, I feel like I've really gotten myself together on most of these, but... In the before time, um, I, I definitely, like, this was a huge seven for me. I would just expect that my natural talent would carry me. Like, everyone should know how to lose weight. Like, why can't I just do it? And I still do this with many tasks in my life. But I, I now recognize that I do actually have to put in work and effort and, and really make decisions when I have the free time and the mental capacity to make them. 
So I think, too, as part of that, I thought that people were naturally imbued with a talent oh, or yeah. a resolve or motivation. And I just saw it as like, well, either it'll, you know, be amazing and it'll happen or it won't or there'll be some lightning bolt moment that will change my life and i just kind of waited for it to happen we've talked about uh we did an episode called the motivation bus where we sort of wait for those rushes of new behavior to start when really we can just make incremental and small changes and i've talked about this before sort of the like gathering information i go to meetings i get a new weight watcher book i listen to a podcast and i'm kind of taking in information, but not actually putting anything into practice. We take in all of this information and kind of expect it to naturally happen around us, but it actually does take emotional and physical effort to make small incremental changes. And I think another piece of this is that you make better decisions, or let me rephrase, I make better decisions when I'm rested and I actually have a minute then when I wait until I'm confronted with the actual, you know, event. And in terms of, you know, Thanksgiving and the holiday season being upon us, I think that if I don't make a plan ahead of time and have as to how I'm going to deal with the Thanksgiving day or the Thanksgiving week or the Thanksgiving month and the Christmas month, if I don't make a plan ahead of time and I don't really devote some time and effort to it when I am rested and in, you know, good spirits and I'm focused, I will get to the moment and just be like, well, I guess I'm going to just throw up my hands and give up and I'm just going to eat all the food, which is what I did for many, many years. I just assumed that when the time came, I would be able to, you know, navigate and make a plan and and make things work when instead I would just really, you know, use the, you know, the holiday as an excuse to give up and just eat whatever. Yeah. So um so what did you actually give your number for for uh your 1 to 7 uh, this is an issue this is not an issue did you give your your number for this one? No, I didn't really. I mean, I think I think in the olden days I think this was a 7. I think now it's closer to a 2, but I think that when we're not talking about health and fitness, which is the point I was starting to make earlier is there are other aspects of my yeah. life that I say to myself, well, I really need to get myself together in this or that. Um, just being more organized or or dealing with, you know, things at work, finances, you know, things like that, where I'm probably more like a four in this situation. Oh, my gosh. We have the same scores. Yeah. A four score. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. That was, please, wow. please delete that. Please delete that. Nope. Not coming out. Oh, man. But really, in all of this, we can compartmentalize the different problems or, you know, solutions in our life. A lot of time, I see people who are super successful in other parts parts of their lives, but not in weight loss. And sometimes when things feel easy in other parts of your life, you think weight loss should also be easy. Turns out it takes practice. And it also starts with super small steps, breaking things down into the smallest increments. I've talked about it before. Oh, I think I need to go to the gym for 30 minutes a day. I don't have time to do it. Hey, why don't you walk your daughter a quarter of a mile to school and back? That's not enough, so I'll do nothing. It all starts with super small baby steps. What incremental small steps can you make? And taking that time to really not overwhelm yourself matters. What can you do right now? 
Yes, indeed. All right. So the the second category was you see your capacity to change as being dependent on other people's behavior. For example, you'd exercise more or make better spending choices if your spouse was more supportive and on board. And this was also a huge one and I think a huge problem for many people. I think that that we like to blame the opinions and attitudes of those around us for the decisions that we make and say to ourselves, well, it is just impossible to make change. Now, I will admit it is much easier to do this with Catherine being on board. We spent many, many years of enabling each other's bad behavior or, you know, one of us would get motivated in air quotes and we would be solid for a while and the other one would be like, well, let's just sort of take out and we would constantly cave. So I admit that, you know, that definitely can be a factor, but you in the end have to do what's right for you and you have to take charge of what's going on with you. And so you need to do the right things. And if it takes doing it on your own, then do that. Or if it takes finding a group of people that are outside your immediate group to help support you, then that's what you need to do. Well, and exactly. I mean, we have the opportunity to take responsibility for ourselves. At what point do, you know, are you old enough, successful enough to finally start living independently? Donald and I used to have <laughs> yeah. a seriously bad codependent behavior where we would just sort of be like, hey, do you want to do this? I don't know. Do you want to do this? Yeah. And then we found ourselves, you know, just getting takeout time and time again and wondering why everyone else had it easier, why, you know, if, if only circumstances were different. And I had to realize that it was my responsibility to manage my food choices. I wasn't victim to the people around me. Donald has said it before. He works in the film industry and there is, it's basically just a food delivery system. Like yeah. all it is, 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 is snacks and craft service and uh, food trucks. Yeah. Like there are, there are snacks available all the time at, craft service and then they serve lunch from a catering truck which is like you know there are like 17 options of things that you can eat including many kinds of dessert and then there's usually like a morning snack <laughs> which is like it like halfway between breakfast and lunch oh yeah they serve breakfast too by the way and then halfway between breakfast and lunch there's like a morning like hot snack and then there's like an afternoon like hot snack and then it's like being on a cruise it ship. was somebody's birthday at work yesterday and they they brought out cupcakes everywhere like it's just just, you know, constant, but I have to... You have the opportunity. I have the opportunity, exactly. I realize that it is my responsibility to take care of my own food and my own health and to not just, you know, say that I'm a victim to all of these other people's behavior around me or to this circumstance around me. So I bring my own food. I pack a cooler bag every day of stuff that I eat. And I stick to that, and I have a rule that I don't eat any of the catering stuff, um, and that is what works for me. And I know that that is a big deal to a lot of people, but I did it slowly. I worked it into my life in, in gentle steps, and now it's just something that I do every day, and I expect to do it. Well, and, and the big thing here is, and this is something that I'm kind of trying to focus on in all aspects of my life, is whatever excuse you're making – how is that serving you? That's it. How is it serving you? Yeah. Is that is that helpful or is it limiting and unhelpful? Because then we have the opportunity to let our you know let go of those behaviors. I spent so much time worrying about everyone else and thinking I was a victim 
and I'm not. I am. I can advocate for myself, and it feels so much better. Life circumstances are the same, but my attitude has changed. So, Donald, what uh, what grade would you give yourself right now? One being no problem, seven being really bad problem. Uh, I think that right now this is really close to a one for me. Me too. Um, I I really don't let you know. I we've done a lot of uh, episodes about setting boundaries too. I've gotten much yeah. better at setting boundaries uh, when it comes to, especially when it comes to my my food choices. I, I'm really much better able to assert myself on what I want to eat, what I don't want to eat, um, and I I think that it's much better. I think that you know. Five years ago, six years ago, this was really close to a seven for me. This yeah. was, you know, easily a six or a seven. I, I let it be a big problem. And I've talked about this before. I think that there was a part of me that liked letting it be a problem. Yeah. If if I could abdicate my responsibility and foist it on somebody else, well, all these other people keep inviting me to do things. All these other people aren't making bad choices, so I need to make the same bad choices. I've got no choice. But it turns out I do have a, a, a choice. Um, and I think that really even this is one of the, the few that I think that I'm pretty good with even with other aspects of my life too, even not health and fitness. I I think it's more like a three for me on this one. Hmm. You know, it's still a problem with me with other people. Like I yeah. feel like when, and it, we talked about this on the 200th episode where I said that travel is still the hardest part of this for me. When my schedule is disrupted, it becomes more difficult. Like my, I, we had a family member come to visit a couple of weekends ago and I got in no steps. Like I, I mean, yeah, it was, no, it, that did happen. Like when other people are in our space, it is much more difficult for me to just be like, all right, this is what I'm going to go do. Like you can sit on the couch. I'm going to go on a five mile walk. That didn't happen. And yeah, no, you're right. I, I, I didn't do very well with steps uh, with that. But we also didn't plan. Like, that was a failure that we didn't say, like, hey, these are our expectations for the weekend. So Yeah, we I, still I have do the feel weird with a visitor. Like, you know, our first visitor in, in close two to years. two years. Um, I, I do feel weird, you know, just being like, okay, have fun. We're going to go, you know, we're going to go out for two hours on a walk. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I think there are people like you're – you have a sister who was like, okay, we're on vacation. I'm going to work out for an hour. You guys go do whatever. Right. And I'm still not that person. I yeah, still yeah, yeah. tend no, to, it's true. to bend to that. So we're works in progress. We definitely are works in progress. I uh, mean, there, you know, we say this all the time. There is no finish line to this. We are constantly, you know, working and, and having to make improvements on ourselves and, we have and the catch op- ourselves. opportunity to make improvements. The opportunity, You keep yes. seeing have and the people get it. I get mad when people say I have to do something. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. I need to spend more time in Walt Place. And this is where the breakdown of the relationship. We made it, but it's going to be 24 years this gonna next be year. 24 years years Congrat- in 2022 yeah congratulations almost almost not yet no we haven't made it yet no, no we'll see yeah we'll, we'll see. see oh we'll see i'll see so the next one is you're a perfectionist who is dismissive of incremental improvements and are only satisfied when 100 percent of a problem is fixed dun 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 it, this is basically like if i was to take up a banner in a war this would be the cause this, this I would fight for. This was the hill you die on. Yeah, because I I fight this not just with weight loss and fitness, but with just about every aspect in life at my job, in my in my personal life with friends, like 
people just have an all or nothing attitude about nearly everything. <laughs> and it drives me absolutely crazy. It's like the idea behind it in my mind is if you can't do the perfect thing, then we should do nothing. And that just makes absolutely zero sense. Like, if you can do something to make it a little better, do that instead of nothing, even when the perfect solution doesn't present itself. Well, and I think that this ties into so many parts of life of do you want to be right? Or do you want progress? Like I ha I deal with this with work, with our daughter, with marriage. It's like, what is the, what do you actually want in the end? Do you want to be proven right that the circumstances aren't perfect for the exact right thing? Or do you actually want to create a life that's malleable, flexible, all other words that mean malleable and flexible? Yes. Like, and, and I feel like I have made really big strides on compromise. We have done episodes on good, better, and best. Sure, an ideal day looks like this. Sure, an ideal meal whatever. But when we are able to dial it back, sure, I would love to have a giant garden with all fresh vegetables. But like, <laughs> well, guess what? We don't have a yard, so that can't happen. A lot of times, bagged lettuce is what happens. Is it ideal? Nah, it is ideal for me right now based on who I am and the resources that I have. Yeah. So dialing back expectation, that five-minute walk matters. That, you know, the, the instant rice matters when you can't make it fresh. Like, all of it is incremental. And I've gotten so far away from that perfectionism thing. And I still see people going for that perfectionism. Oh, I couldn't track the whole day, so I'm not going to track again until December. Right. Like, there are small changes we can make. If you are listening to this during Thanksgiving week, I we've got people visiting. We've got, you know, stuff going on. What can you add to your life that's a small thing that you can control? We can add a five-minute walk after dinner. We can add, you know, just small things like I'm not going to drink alcohol before 5 p.m. Yeah. Like that's a small change that you can make. It's not perfect. It's not totally restrictive, but you're setting like little boundaries for yourself and setting policies. And that really helps. And I think the message I would really like to get across is you don't have to be perfect to achieve your health and fitness goals. I lost a hundred pounds and was I perfect? Am I perfect at it? No. Heck no. I'm Call sorry. Repeat. Sorry to use that language on this show, but I, I make mistakes all the time. I still, still have days where I go over my calories, you know, where it feels like I'm uh, out of control. I, you know, there are plenty of days I don't hit my step goal and I still maintain because I do more than I don't do. Like I, in other words, I have more good days than bad days. And I, don't, I hate saying good and bad, but there are more days where I stick to the plan than when I don't stick to the plan. And people all the time, you know, it used to hold me back constantly. I would say to myself, I have to be perfect. I have to, you know, be hardcore. I have to go on some super restrictive plan and do some super painful exercise all the time. So I'm just going to do nothing instead. But there is a nice middle ground where it's possible to live in there and it's possible to lose weight a little bit at a time instead of, you know, trying to lose five pounds a week. It doesn't have to come off quickly. It just needs to come off and eventually you can get there. Yeah. And I think at this time of year too, we've talked about how 
maintaining your weight is way better than gaining the normal five to 10 pounds that I would gain over the holidays, we can have agency in this. And I think for me, you know, those incremental changes really have led to my weight maintenance. But the thing is with this time of the year, perfectionism at any time of the year, perfectionism is procrastination, waiting for the ideal circumstances, the ideal week, the ideals, you know, uh, spouse, a significant <laughs> other, um, t- you know, to line up to make this perfect red carpet of progress for yourself. It's just procrastination. And frankly, if we're going back to the numbers, um, I would say right now that in the, the weight loss thing, I think th- I'd give myself a three on this. Like I, I constantly have to remind myself, okay, you can't do that. What can you do? I'd still kind of an active thing that I have to remind myself of because it's so easy to feel defeatist. I think in my, in my normal human life, um, I'd still say I'd give myself like a, a four or five mm. on, on this. It's really hard to not be like, okay, I got to go holiday shopping. We got to have visitors. I got to clean. I got to do whatever. It's still kind of a, you know, I get overwhelmed because I feel like I have a lot to do. So this is definitely a a work in progress for me, reminding myself that I can make incremental progress. No, this is very much a, a like category based one in terms of where I am with, with, you know, health and fitness. Uh, this is a one for me with, with a lot of projects at work. It's a one or a two, but there are definitely lots of things in my life where I, you know, I say to myself, if I can't set aside enough time to finish it. I don't want to just start something instead of just, you know, remembering that five minutes at a time will get it done eventually rather than having to set aside three hours to do the whole thing. Yeah. You know, so um, uh, somewhere it depends on on what it is exactly. Yeah. All right. So the the fourth and final for this episode, um, the you're too busy chasing cows to build a fence. In other words, you're too busy to come up with processes or systems that would help you better manage your time. Why are you attacking me? <laughs> yeah, and I, I think this one, uh, to, you know, spoiler alert, I think this one is still probably a solid five for me uh, most of the time. Now, I have made weight loss and fitness a priority, but with many other things in my life, I still say to myself, oh, I just have too much going on to do this. And a lot of time, that's just me procrastinating. You know, it's sort of like um, when I need to edit a podcast, um, suddenly I need to like reorganize my clothes in my closet. I know. And, and so I'll do that thing where I like find some other project that makes me feel like I'm accomplishing something instead of tackling the the chore I don't feel like at the moment. Yeah, Gretchen Rubin says that uh – productivity is like the the biggest loophole of like being productive in one place to avoid something else. Yeah. Like, and I do it all the time at work. If there's a project I really don't want to do, I'll come up with some other work project that's less painful to, to do instead. And so I constantly come up with these, you know, ideas while well, I'm just too busy to get to that. I'm just too busy to get to that. And really it's more of a, you know, making things a better priority, you know, really organizing what I should be doing first and, you know, we've talked about that swallow the frog thing, where if you do the hardest things first, then the rest of your day goes easier. Yeah. Well, and for me, I think this goes back to the like taking the time when you're not in the middle of chaos to step back and kind of Monday morning quarterback it and be like, how could I have managed that more yeah. effectively? Because when we're in the moment and or after something has happened, oh my gosh, I feel so defeated. I feel shame. Like, 
I'll never do that again as sort of this like as though saying I'll never do it again is a plan. That's <laughs> yeah. not a plan. That's that, an intention. That like fake self-actualization where you, you know, you pretend you have an epiphany and you're like, I'll never do that again. I've seen the light, you know, that that doesn't that doesn't work. But but really like getting to that point where you can take a breath and just kind of step back and say, how could I have, you know, how could I improve that next time? What can I do this time around to make it better? As we're approaching, you know, the Thanksgiving week in the U.S., kind of stepping back and going like, what small things can I add to my day? I know I said that before, but how can I make this easier on myself? What can I, you know, farm out to other people? What can I delegate to make it easier for myself? I definitely have that like whack-a-mole, just kind of put out all the fires and then I don't work on fire prevention yeah like and and this is still this is probably the most difficult thing for me is that like in all aspects of my life how can i actually put some systems in place to make it easier for myself um i'd give myself uh probably in in weight loss i'm probably in like a two or a three in this yeah but i still it's that reminder of like okay you can't do a half hour can you do five minutes you can't you know make everything from scratch what can you do like so this this one is still is still rough for me and i think that a component of this too and we you know this is an episode about self-sabotage is that you may not even know yourself sabotaging yourself and deep down, though, I used to come up with these excuses so that I could not own my responsibility. And just that idea of being so busy that I can't get this done, it would it would really be sort of a relief to me. I'd be like, oh, well, if I'm too busy to do it, then I don't have to do it. And that would leave me some out for not having to take responsibility and actually, you know, eat the way I should be eating and exercise the way I should be exercising. And when I realized how much I was lying to myself and sabotaging myself, it was really one of the keys to getting me to uh, get on that road to achieving my health and fitness goals. Well, and as we kind of finish this one up, and I know we've done an episode, uh, Mad Libs, uh, ha ha ha, ha ha ha, <laughs> um, where we talked about reframing language and i think at its simplest uh, as we, as we as we kind of finish this up is to change the language around each of these areas of sabotage so instead of expect yourself to succeed in making life changes without designating any time or mental space to accomplish with accomplish them just let yourself know it is going to take time to do this. Nothing is going to happen magically. So I will only succeed if I designate time and mental space. That's the way success happens. It yeah. happens by taking the time to do that. The next one, my capacity to change isn't dependent on other people's behavior. Like that's it. It's my, my action is not based on other people's behavior. That's it. Yeah, and, for and sure. taking that ownership matters. Perfectionism is procrastination. Yeah. 100% isn't working. I have the opportunity to expect less of myself to actually get more for myself. 
And the last one, I have the opportunity to designate time to come up with processes and systems to help me better manage my time. I think we're going to do an episode on time management because I think that that is a huge stumbling block. For sure. Just creating chaos. I mean, I, I still see people doing this of just adding more and more and more. And it's a form of procrastination, just, you know, like distracting yourself with other things and saying you don't have time. We have the opportunity to make time. And, uh, and speaking of which, we would like to thank you for taking the opportunity to make time to listen to this episode. Nice transition. That was super professional. Look, Loved look, it. Look at each of the categories that we covered today and really consider what it, what did you get over a five? What area can you take some agency in? It might be too much to take all four or however many 90 different things we said today. Pick one, pick the one with the highest number and start working on bringing that down. We don't need to go from a seven to a one, but even making an incremental change on any of these numbers can really help. And I like if we, like Donald said, if we had gone and done this at the beginning of our journey, I would have angrily given myself sevens on all of them and still said that, you know, well, yeah, other people sure. can navel gaze about all this, but I don't have the time. But uh, work on bringing that number down. And if you would like uh, more support on bringing that number down, you can always uh, check out Walt Place, W-O-L-T Place, with yeah. Walt in Place. Uh, it is our Facebook accountability group. You can find out more about that by going over to our website, weonlylookthin.com, and finding out more about that. We have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month option with a seven-day complimentary trial. As you are listening to this, I know many people go, you know what, January 1st, I will make a new fresh start, new year, new me. But really, this is a great time to join Wolt Place during the holidays, during the chaos, working with other people who are on a common goal to maybe maintain their weight over the holidays instead of gain. So many people delay until the new year, and it would really benefit you uh, to join now. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm just going to say it. Uh, join now before the holiday chaos uh, takes over. Yeah, get yourself some extra support during these times. Uh, I think we all know that we need it, and uh, you can definitely find it in Walt Place. Uh, so uh, we only look thin.com and click on join our support group. Uh, you can also go there if you would like to listen to all of our episodes. They're available there. They're also available wherever you found this podcast in the first place. Uh, we haven't put any of them behind a paywall. Uh, they're all still out there and available. And you can start at the beginning and go all the way through uh, all 200 plus episodes. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of episodes. Um, and if uh, Walt Place isn't uh, right for you right now, you can still follow us and uh, enjoy friendship. Uh, if uh, you follow us on Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, and Facebook at We Only Look Thin. Absolutely. And uh, you can also contact us the old-fashioned way through email, and uh, we will answer questions. Uh, we only look thin at gmail.com. We'd also like to hear from you with episode suggestions, with topics you feel like we haven't done enough of. We've done many episodes based off of uh, listener emails, and we appreciate hearing from you. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been able to follow up with, uh, with listeners, but I will work on making that a priority. So if you have sent us a message already, uh, thank you. We appreciate it. Appreciate it, and uh, we will get to it. And if you're 
feeling generous, if you have an extra, you know, two minutes, four minutes, uh, something like that, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. We are getting so close to having 500, and I know we asked you during this episode to rate things like one when things were easy and seven if they were <laughs> super like hard for you, but in this case, we want five stars. Five. Five stars uh, when you're rating us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we really appreciate hearing from you, and it does help other listeners find us uh, when they're searching for a uh, shows like ours the more ratings and reviews we have on apple Podcasts, the uh, the higher we get boosted in search results so it really would mean a lot if you would go there and do that yeah i would like to actually give a special shout out to uh listener beck 520 oh yeah who said good good thing and kind of a bad good thing uh number one we're awesome yes 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 uh, agreed two, she was upset, or they were upset that uh, that the episodes were getting shorter. They were about 30 minutes. We're trying to keep it a little bit lower now because we don't know. Do people want to hear us talk for 900 minutes about I 90 different know. things you can do? Yeah. I don't know. Becca's a little annoyed, but that's okay. Uh, she just wants more, so yay for Becca. Well, this episode's a little longer. Is it? Yeah. How many minutes We're is over it? 40 minutes already. Oh, my gosh. We are? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Beck, uh, you've gotten what you wanted. Yay. Um, Holiday wish. Early. Yes, indeed. And another thing you can do is just tell people about the show. Uh, if uh, if you you know run into somebody that you think would enjoy us, uh, we would appreciate you spreading by word of mouth. That's another great way to get the word out, and it helps us out a lot. We would be grateful. So if you're still too busy chasing cows to build fences, just remember that <laughs> Donald and I are an, an inspiration. Moo. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. <laughs>